Coming up in today's federal newscast, two senators ask for help in explaining to feds if they need to pay taxes on their moving expenses when relocating. Whistleblowers at the National Security Agency get some extra help in their corner. And one military branch creates its own version of Shark Tank. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Virginia Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner say federal agencies are not proactively helping employees understand how or if they should pay taxes on moving expenses for their jobs. Warner and Kaine write to General Services Administrator Emily Murphy, saying federal employees are confused about recent changes to the relocation income tax allowance and the withholding tax allowance for their moving expenses. GSA announced back in May that these allowances would cover most of federal employees' income increased tax liabilities. Senate Budget Committee Chairman Mike Enzi writes to Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie about the department's struggles to pay education benefits on time. VA has at least 73,000 claims to pay out to veterans eligible for benefits under the new GI Bill. Enzi wants to know how much money VA has spent on the problem so far. He also wants to know about the current status of IT upgrades VA says it needs to correct the situation. You can add National Nurses United to the list of employee unions suing VA. The group of registered VA nurses is suing the department over a recent decision to eliminate official time for some doctors and nurses. The American Federation of Federal Employees and National Federation of Federal Employees also sued VA over Secretary Wilkie's decision to cut official time. Both lawsuits sit in federal district court. National Nurses United represents 11,000 VA nurses. There's a new whistleblower coordinator position at the National Security Agency's Office of the Inspector General. NSAIG Robert Stortz says he modeled the job after his previous position as whistleblower ombudsperson at the Justice Department OIG. The position will help with questions about what is a lawful disclosure for agency employees. The Census Bureau launches its jobs website to hire thousands of temporary workers in the ramp-up to the 2020 population count. Census will hire most of its short-term workforce starting next summer, making a few this fall and winter. The agency has streamlined the application to only take about 30 minutes to complete. The IRS hasn't quite licked the problem of dealing with identity theft. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. While the IRS has made progress in helping taxpayers who've experienced personal data losses, the agency can be inconsistent. That's what the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration found when it audited the IRS Return Integrity and Compliance Services Group. In 2017, the group recorded 730 known data breaches in its tracking matrix, but it missed another 89. IRS officials agree to tighten up their procedures. I'm Tom Temin. Trey Glenn, regional administrator for the Environmental Protection Agency's Region 4 office, resigns following an indictment. Region 4 oversees eight states in the southeast. The Alabama Ethics Commission last week announced Glenn was indicted on multiple counts of conspiracy and complicity with another former member. Glenn maintains he is innocent. 
The Defense Department's Jedi contract has cleared its first bid protest hurdle, but it's not out of the woods yet. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu explains. The Government Accountability Office shot down most of the arguments Oracle raised in its pre-award protest, but on one key point, GAO left the door open to another challenge. Oracle had complained there's a conflict of interest because a defense official who helped plan the procurement went on to work at Amazon Web Services, potentially giving AWS unique insights to help craft its bid. GAO says it won't rule on that topic for now, but it's ready and willing to consider it once the contract is issued. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. It's like Shark Tank for the Air Force. The branch announces its first ever pitch day will take place March 6th and 7th. The goal is to give small startup companies a chance to show off their ideas to the service and walk away that day with a contract. The Air Force will be investing $40 million in contracts over the two days. Airmen can now report safety issues on bases right from their phones. The Air Force Safety Center releases a mobile version of the Airmen Safety app. The app has been around since the end of 2009, but was only accessible through a website. Since its creation, 4,500 submissions have been reported by airmen. And the FAA claims success with an online system for registering drones to fly in controlled airspace. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin again. The Low Altitude Authorization and Notification Capability, or LANC, has exceeded its objectives, FAA officials say. Since its launch in November 2017, it's processed more than 50,000 applications to fly drones near 500 airports. FAA operates LANC through 14 contractors and says commercial and governmental drone owners can get nearly instantaneous approval. The system combines airspace data from several sources. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories on our website. Head to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Federal Newscast. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. Or you can subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. 